Well, good morning and welcome to what is our third week in our series, which is called, I shouldn't call it known, but which is called Known. It's a series where we look at, we're looking at how we are known by God and how we can be more than, than what we have in our world at the moment. We, we, we live in a world where we have relational disconnections, uh, where our social media and the influence of, of the world around us have caused some disconnections in our lives, and we, we're exploring how we are better known through faith, through God, through connections with one another and through connections with our world. One of the hardest parts of the lockdown that we've had for the last couple of months has been that we've not been able to live in the same way that we've been able to live previously. We have not been able to exercise our faith gatherings in the same way that we have previously. We've had online gatherings, we've had Zoom meetings where we tried to catch up with one another, we've had uh, wonderful people that have been working really hard to bring the message and the worship and, and connection together. Yet we still miss something. It was interesting, I was in a conversation, it was a couple of weeks ago with, with a few, few ministers, uh, and they were, they were talking about how they don't feel that the online space kind of gives them that same relational connection they have with people. I agree with them. But that doesn't mean that um, our online space doesn't provide connections, doesn't provide uh, connections between people and doesn't provide that, that depth you can have. It's just different. But it also, there's lacking in the fact that there's not contact in the same way that we have. Now, when we come together as a church, and we've got a few people in the building today, when we come together as a church and we have what's known as fellowship, we can come together, this is important for us. It brings a connection that we don't have when we're distant. At times I've had people go, come up to me and say, I know you, Simon, but you don't know me because there's this disconnection. We haven't had that one-on-one time together. They've had time when they've seen me and known me from out the front, but I haven't had time with them to know them more deeply. As we come together and think about our connection as a community, our connection that we have as a fellowship of believers, we we need to realise that we're actually created for this connection, this togetherness, this fellowship that we have. If we think about our God, our creator, we th- think about it, and we celebrate God in, in what's known as a triune, a three-person-in-one state. We, we, we pray to God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Three aspects of God, three elements of God, but all one. There's community already in that, and we believe there's community within our brothers and sisters in Christ. The, the theologian um, and author J.I. Packer said this, and let me, let me just read this little quote to you. The Greek word for fellowship comes from a root meaning that meaning to as common or shared. So fellowship means a, a common participation in something, either by giving what you have to the other person or by receiving what they have to give. There is a give and take, and that is the essence of fellowship. 
give and take must be the way of fellowship in the common life of the body of the church. So to really comprehend what J.I. Packer is actually saying, we need to dive into this understanding of what fellowship is. And, and, and we actually need to push a little bit further than what Packard is saying in his, his quote there. We need to actually understand our Christian connection that we have. And our Christian connection has three distinct dimensions. And I'm going to just give a little bit of building a discipling culture um, uh, teaching here just for the moment. Um, and, and, and it's about our connections, our relationships, connections, relationships that we have. We have three main connections that we, that we talk about as a, as a person, as a disciple, um, and, and they help us round us out. And we take these connections from the patterns of behaviour that Jesus had. It's, it's not something that we're making up. It's actually the pattern of connections, relationships that Jesus had in his life. And, and, they, and I'll give you three simple words for them. They are up, they are in, and they are out. So let me just give you a little bit of nuance to those. See, our up relationship is, is with our creator of the universe, with God, the sustainer of all life, and, and, and our, it's, it's our relationship with the forgiving, redeeming Jesus Christ. It's it, what gives us our connection to God. That's our connection, our relationship with God. Um, our in-connection, so we've got our up connection to God, our in-connection. Our in-connection is the relationship we have with our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, the fellow believers, the fellow disciples. That's our relationship. That, that helps us to have a depth of spirituality. It has a depth of um, understanding about because we're, we're learning and we're living with other believers who may be further along or we may be feeding into somebody else's life. It's that connection that we have together as believers. And our out-connection, our out-connection is, is the connection we have of those people that are you know, outside the Christian faith, the world around us. And this is an important connection. It's a connection which, with, with, the, with our hurting world, it's a connection that means that we can, we can fulfil the great commission to make disciples in all nations. But if we think about this, we can actually think about, instead of having up, in and out, we can think of the words that help us understand these in our church language that we often use. Our up relationship with God, our in relationship with our community of faith and our outward relationship with the world around us. They're great, great things, but let me just break it down for you. Often what we find is our up relationship is all about our worship. And that's not just here on Sunday morning when we sing songs together, as we pray together. It's our worship time that we have with God, whether it's in our Bible studies, whether it's in our um, our private time and, and, and prayers that we have as we read the Bible, it's that upward connection, that sense of worship. It's when we actually take ourselves out of who we are and we let God reign supreme in our lives. It's that sense of worship that we have. The, the other, the in, is the fellowship. And that's what we're going to be exploring today, the fellowship, of the fellowship of believers. And our out, if we look at that, is, is our evangelism and what we do as we, we talk out into the world. Uh, it, that's, they're our relationships. They're our connections. Let me share with you a little section from 1 Peter, chapter 2, 
verses 4 and 5 that kind of gives us an understanding and helps us understand the nature of what it means to start to be in fellowship with one another, to be the church in this place. And it says this, You are coming to Christ, who is the living cornerstone of God's temple. So this is, this is talking about Christ Jesus, the living cornerstone. It's a, the foundation, the, the place, the mark that we set everything from. The cornerstone is the part of that building that you put down and every part of the building then stems from that one location. It's the largest, heaviest, most direct. It's the one that's carefully placed. So Christ is the living cornerstone of God's temple. And and as as we're talking about this, God's temple is the church, is the believers. He was rejected by people, but he was chosen by God for great honour. An understanding of the, the death of Christ on the cross. And as you are living stones, this is talking to the believers here, the believers in the church, as you are living stones that God is building into his spiritual temple, the church, what's, what's more, you are his holy priest through the mediation of Christ, Jesus Christ. You offer spiritual sacrifices that please God. We, we are the building blocks of the church, the spiritual church. You know, Christ is his cornerstone, but we are these building blocks that is built upon. And this is the fellowship. This is the connections that we have. Our church is built upon us believers coming together and building that up. See, the apostle Peter here, as he's writing this letter, is addressing the up relationship, that worship relationship about who God is first of all. He's the living stone. He's the one that sets everything in place. That connection that we have, that relationship that we have with God sets the foundation for all we are as a church. And then he moves into actually this this relationship and the implications that we have about what it means for us that we are being built into a spiritual home. See, our fellowship flows out of our collective relationship with God, first of all, and then with others. So to have great fellowship, great connection with others, we've got to have a great connection with God to start with because God is the foundation, the point, the cornerstone for us to work from. Our houses of worship, our places where we worship, the local church, you here and you online. We are really a point of a sacred gathering that we come together, we hear the word of God found in the Bible. We celebrate together, we support one another, we encourage one another, we build each other. This is our divine, this is the divine intervention and direction for our lives that we hear through the word found in the Bible. So one of the things that we need to realize as a church, as believers, is that we often want to craft our time together. We want to often craft our our building and our activities around what is good for us. But here's the thing. Jesus is the 
the builder. Jesus is the one that sets everything in motion. He is the one that guides all of it. We need to come back and let Jesus take control because the church is built by Jesus. Let me just go into Matthew 16, verse 18, and it says this, Now I say to you that you are Peter. So same person that wrote that letter, Peter the Apostle. So now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock, and upon this rock I will build my church, and all the powers of hell will not conquer to it. So who is doing the building in this? It is Jesus Christ. He is building the church upon the people, upon Peter. So Peter and then the rest of the disciples and the rest of the world, all who are believers are building the church. It's not the building, it's not the bricks and mortar, it's not the electronic parts of it, it's the individuals, it's the relationship we have with God and with others and the world around us. They are the important things for us. Jesus clearly states he is the first. He will build the church. Interestingly, if you actually look in the Greek into this, the actual Greek word is ecclesia, um, which, which, is, which we translate as church. So when we, when we hear the, read the Greek word ecclesia, we translate it as church. And, and this is the first time this word is used in Matthew 16. And it literally means to be called out from, called out. So the, the church is the people who are called out from the world to be with God. And the outcome of being the church is that people are called out of our world into God's eternal kingdom. Jesus is building his church with all of the people called out of the world and into faith, faith in Christ. We are called to be connected with God and with each other and to build something that's bigger than ourselves, bigger than our personal wants and desires. We're called to be the living stones which we are being used to build this spiritual house, the church. We have a special place and a special purpose. You know, the, the letter that Peter wrote in 1 Peter 2 says that we have this special purpose. And that special purpose is to be living in fellowship with each other. Where we help, where we support, where we may challenge, where we water and grow, share with one another in faith. When, when, when others, when people in the, the, the building, the church, who we are, cry, we cry when they're hurting. We celebrate when they celebrate. We mourn when they mourn. We, we join together. It becomes not a place of individuals as such. It's a place of a community where we are individuals in that community. We have our own unique elements and understanding of who we are and what we do, but we are also joined. We are not separate. See, it's the same God who causes into community that loves you and knows you and has saved you and has created these perfect beings to be these living stones to create fellowship within the church. It's not only God has sent his son to redeem the world, but he's also been put in charge to grow the church. Now, you may wonder at times, 
why you are part of New Beginnings Uniting Church. You may wonder why you have friends that are part of the church. You may wonder why that you're part of a life group or you're doing these various ministries that the church is doing. And maybe it's because Jesus has put you there. Jesus, the master builder, has actually put you there and wants you there. Jesus has you in the right place for the right time, for the right reasons. So maybe we need to learn to trust in the builder yet again. Trust in what God is doing in our lives. It means that we need to trust in God and trust in in what God has established, which is the church, and invest in the church. Remember what the quote I gave from J.R. Packer earlier, that fellowship is the give and take of life together, giving of what you have for, for the sake of those within the church and within the world around us, and receiving from others in the church what they have to offer. And it's equally as important to receive as it is to give. One of the hardest things that we do as a a church and individual, I know this for myself, I find it really hard to receive things from people. I don't know why, but that's actually something I find difficult. It's something I've had to learn just to go, thank you, and accept what has been offered. It's an important aspect of, of that connection. It's not about giving out all the time and doing It's both. It's not one or the other. And there'll be times within your life, times with with when you've been doing things within the church and in your life that there'll be a season where you'll be more prone to be giving because that's where you, you are. You may be more blessed and you're going really well and others are in need. But there may be times in your life when you are down, you're not going so well and and you're there receiving because the church is there supporting you and encouraging you. It's the believers around. See, we are united in Christ Jesus, and the foundation of our church is Christ. But we are the building blocks. Remember how I was talking about the three connections? What were they? Anybody remember? Up, up, in, and out. Nobody wants to speak in the building. They're really worried. that It's okay. It's the up connection, the in connection, and the out connection. We actually need all three in order to be balanced. The problem is when we are unbalanced, say we have a very low up connection. Our worship is not fantastic. Our life connection to God is not great. We've got a great fellowship connection with other believers, other people, and we've got a connection out into the world. When we only have that in and out connection, we've become a club. We haven't become a church. We've been a club about the membership and bringing new people into that membership of that club. You've got to have that up connection. If we only have the up connection...
and we only have the in connection and no out connection. So we don't care about the world around us. We become cloistered. We become about our worship and our connection with one another. And you might go, yes, we're super spiritual. But the problem is that you are not connecting to the world around us. You're not doing that great commission that Jesus is, has commissioned the church to do, to go and make disciples. We, we don't care about the world around us. That is not the church. And it's, that's a church that is dying because it's not spreading any of the good news around the world. It's just keeping it to itself. It's cloistered away. It's tucked away. It's not doing a thing. So you've got to have that balanced connection. You can't just have this great worship and this great fellowship. We've got to connect with the world around us. And the same fact, if you turn it around, if you only have the up connection and the out connection, so you may have great connection with God. You may have a great depth of spiritual life and you're worshipping together and you want to go out and spread the good news. You want to tell people about Jesus Christ, but you don't care about the church. You don't have that fellowship together. You are also broken. It's not as good. You become, and here's the thing, when you're in that state, when we have a big up and a big out, but almost no in, no fellowship together, you are at the point where you will fall away from the faith. Let me tell you a story about a family that um, was a part of a church many years ago. And I met this family and they kind of occasionally came to church. And I, came, I went over and sat down with them and I chatted with them and I talked about their faith and their life and what was going on and whether they were coming to church and being a part of the church. And they said to me, I've got my, we've got our faith. We, we're Christians. We, want, we believe in Jesus Christ. It's really important, but church just doesn't do it for me. You know, and, you know, at times we don't always get on well with the people. You know, sometimes they annoy us, sometimes they don't. It's church, it's life, it's family. You know, we don't always have people that meet eye to eye with us all the time. And I said, we're not going to come to church. We still love God. We still believe in Christ, but we're not going to come to church. And I went, well, that's really sad. And I talked to him about it quite a bit. And I went, no, no, we're just not going to come. Okay, and I said, is it okay if I check in with you a couple of times and just over the period of time? So I checked in with them over weeks, months, years. And it comes to a point later down the track, what happens is that that family no longer believes because they didn't have connection with the community anymore. There was no support. There was no challenge. There was nothing to stop them from drifting away. So when you don't have a good in-connection, you often just drift straight out. So it's important to have this real balance between our worship, our fellowship, and our evangelism, between our up, our in, and our out. So let me ask you this question as I finish up today. What can you do today to restore fellowship to restore relationship with those around you? What can you do to connect or reconnect with a brother and sister in Christ? What would happen if you spend more time this week fostering relationships and kingdom connections than, than what you've done in the weeks previous? 
Because this is what we've been made for. This is the plan that God has for us. The master builder, Jesus, uh, has built his church upon this foundation, upon our relationships together. So let's just trust God that God is creating a community that is wonderful and blessed, that has connections, that has relationships, that serves the world, that supports one another and worships together. Let's just pray together. Gracious, loving God, you challenge us with your word, you challenge us with new understandings, you challenge us with deep meanings. Help us to understand that we are more for, we are created more than than this disconnection that we have in our world. Help us to understand that we are that we are wonderfully and beautifully made. Help us to understand that we are together with each other as believers, that we build the church. Jesus is the architect, and we listen to the architect and we build upon that. Lord, I just ask that you will open our hearts, our minds, to your leading and your guiding. Lord, help us to understand that we are known by you, deeply and wonderfully known, and that we have connections, connections with each other. Lord, I just pray this in your holy name. Amen.